Welcome back to Meet at the Quarterback, a Minnesota Vikings podcast. My name is Harrison. I'm Hayes. I'm Andrew. And uh, our Vikes just keep finding a way to win. I they, they, I texted my friends, you just kind of have to enjoy the ride for what it is. It yep. doesn't always make sense. Uh, it's new. Years past, this never happens. They never win the close games. They've won 11. 11 straight one-score wins. <laughs> insane our best record i think since i guess 2017 was 13 and 3 yeah so we're not quite there yet but um could potentially have our best have our second best record in vikings franchise history yep we've only had 14 plus wins once that was the 15 and 1 season yeah wow i know kind of crazy have a shot at the one seed philadelphia just lost yeah yeah kind of stuff to happen but yeah Seeing San Fran destroy Washington was not good, but no. seeing Dallas beat Philly was also exci- was exciting. Even so. without Jalen Hurts, that so-called good Phillies defense gave up 40 points. So, Well, what also, though, well, yeah, no, actually, I guess that ruins the argument. I was going to say <clears throat> Philly and Dallas being close shows that uh, Hurts is not MVP, but obviously since they lost... It shows that Hertz is a, a, a very valuable player for the Eagles yeah. team. So, um, yeah, our Vikings won 27-24. There were good things. There were bad things. Um, we're kind of winging it because we're recording it recently after the episode because we have a, or recently after the game. So we'll kind of have to just think through our. Most valuable player of the game. Oh, I yeah. about that. Our surprise performance uh, should be benched. I got no mind just off right away. Yeah. And um, what's the fourth one we got? And uh, clutch. clutch. Clutch performer of the game. Thanks, bub. Yeah. So let's start with where, where my brain immediately goes to. <clears throat> we'll start with the negatives, get them out of the way. Um, so should be benched undoubtedly i don't want to see him again this season but we have to because we don't have enough players chandon sullivan he looked horrible there are i took notes three or four just by eye so there might have been more uh third down conversions that he was the cornerback on the receiver who picked up the first down i guess it was three because the uh the Giants were three for eleven on third down conversions. Every third down conversion, I know, does not seem low. That's yeah, insane. it seems very low. But uh, that's what but I they, checked. That's yeah, three for eleven. They three weren't for... in three third down a lot. No, no, and that was the other point I was going to nitpick: the long touchdown drive that they had to, I believe, because was it ten three first or was it ten seven? 10-7. Yeah. Okay. So the long drive that they had to score a touchdown, there were no sacks. Uh, Daniel Jones was 5-for-5, five five, and there was not a single third down. Mm-hmm. And they had the ball for 5-15. Five, five wow. Um, but the player that I believe should be benched, or who I thought just had a horrible performance, was Chandon Sullivan because of those reasons. Mm-hmm. He was the only guy who gave up a third down conversion. The only guy. That's insane. And there were other times, too, where we saw he missed a tackle. Um, 
It just looked like he got beat constantly. He got bailed on two. I don't know who the Giants receiver was who had two drops. Richie James. What's yeah, his name? James. James. Richie so James. he got bailed twice. So. No, I would agree. I would say Chandon. I mean, it felt like every single time they would target him, it was just like, because it was a lot of middle middle of the field throws, which is what's going to happen. Um, when you're throwing at the slot guy, because and just every single time it was a completion. It was like five yards of separation. I don't know, some of it was to do with the zone, because you saw that get exploited again and again and again. <laughs> Even with Peterson, Peterson had a rough day until the pick. Um, but I just don't understand, like, why we get so conservative in the second and the third quarter with, like, our defensive play calling. Because in the first quarter, we looked really good. Um, blitzing. Because we were, we were blitzing a lot, and we were just, like, trusting our guys to actually make plays. And then we got conservative, gave up all the yards, gave up the scores. Um, but definitely Sullivan should be benched. Yeah, I completely agree. Sullivan. He be your guy? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, the defense is a continued struggle. The other stat I had looked up because I was, because once again, Ed Donatale's defense gave up 400 plus total yards. I a bad offense. And, that, and that's what I did. I'm like, let's look to see when was the last time the New York Giants had over 400 uh, total yards. Make your guesses. Just off the top of your head. I don't know, 20... It was this season. It was this season? Yeah, okay. it was this season. But Week four. Okay, week one. Not that much, but it was two months ago. Two months ago? It has been two... Actually, their last... Yeah, their their last or yeah, the most recent four hundred yard game was when they were six and one. Okay. <laughs> yeah. They won their sixth game and since then they have not gone over four hundred total yards. So once again, Ed Donatel made a not a great quarterback look great. Yep. He made no name receivers, have <sighs> eighty plus receiving yards, gave up, you know, the game tying touchdown in the fourth quarter. So I agree with what Dad said. You could have also you could have potentially made the argument this defense has been don't break, but they broke. Yeah, <laughs> they gave up an eight point lead with three minutes to go in the game. So, uh, thank you for two minutes. Two minutes. Thank you for Greg the leg for winning it. Um, but those are our beefs. I uh, any uh, no, I guess we can we can move on. We don't need to continue to to destroy. Beat a dead horse. I mean, it's mm-hmm. the defense is a concern. It continue continue will continue to be one. Um, and it's just I guess you just gotta hope the offense continues to step up and make big plays. And the defense made big plays when they needed to. The Asamoah, uh, your boy, mm-hmm. and the Peterson pick. Um, but yeah, the four hundred and forty five total yards allowed. You allowed. Three receivers to have at least eight receptions. No name, Isaiah Hodgins going for his greatest game of his career. Eight for 89 and a touchdown. So, yeah, yeah. it's continuing to be I mean, you, Yeah, you saw what Jones was doing when he was under pressure. I mean, taking sacks. One was a fumble, one was a pick. Um, and just incompletions, but... When you only send guy four guys and then drop a bunch of guys back and you're still giving up these 20-yard completions, it's a big worry. Yeah. <clears throat> um, let's think who was today's biggest surprise. 
biggest surprise. I'm going to go with Daniil Hunter. Uh, he had a really solid game. He was getting pressure. He had a forced fumble, two sacks, seven tackles. He just felt like his name was being called a lot. He was involved. He was involved the entire game. And you haven't seen much of that really since like early on last year before that pectoral injury. So it was nice to see him back playing really well. So I'm gonna, he's the biggest surprise. Yeah, that's a, that's a that's a great pick. Mm-hmm. I can't. Yeah, that's a, that's a solid one. Hmm. You want to still think? I got mine. Yeah. Okay. Mine would be T.J. Hawkinson. Yeah. I think uh, you know he set a new Viking franchise record for a for most receptions by a tight end. I think he had eleven. Thirteen. Thirteen. He had thirteen. That's right. Uh, for hundred and nine receiving yards, two touchdowns. So the first. Um, receiver with multi-touchdowns since jj in week one um i was i was looking beforehand comparing his stats of what what he was what he did in detroit in the first seven games to what he's done with the vikings and and now eight games so he's played a, a game more same number of touchdowns at four uh three he has i believe it said 440 receiving yards and he had just under 400 with detroit and I think he has 50 receptions with us. Wow. So Jeez. I, That's impressive. I could be wrong. If you quick look up TJ's stats, I had to add. I mean, he had 13 today. Yeah. And I think he had 10 in another week. The first week he had some. He was either 9 or 10. So, I mean, the last receiver, we or last tight end that was this involved was Rudolph in mm-hmm. his prime. Um, yeah, with us, I don't know. <clears throat> so if you scroll down. Keep scrolling. It breaks it down. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Uh, and that's not today's game. So he's got 52 Two. receptions. 52 receptions. Jeez, Two receptions, yeah, more than 400 yards. And three, three touchdowns. touchdowns. So yeah. that was, I mean, again, I think still trading for a good tight end was huge. It showed today. This was de- undoubtedly Hawkinson's best performance of the year with us. Oh. Um, one of you two made a big Hawkinson, or no, you had a big Dalvin. I think one Hayes might have had seventy plus Hawkinson yard. We'll look at predictions later, but that would be my answer. And your biggest surprise? Um, I'd say Greg the leg, because he's turned things around, like which is exactly what you need going into the playoffs with a kicker you can trust. And if your kicker's hitting a sixty-one yard game winner, then I think you're you can trust him. I don't think he's missed knock on wood for couple weeks now i can't remember he's made 14 straight field goals yeah and and most of his extra points yeah um which is more of the issue yeah (laughs) yeah and i think it just shows he does have like the leg and the accuracy to the point where he can make over 50 so i think now we'll start seeing KLC probably trust him a little bit more Mm -hmm. i think lately we've been going for it a little bit more aggressive i mean you even saw a couple weeks ago going into the half where we tried to hail mary um when we could have kicked like a six yard field goal, but Greg the leg for sure, biggest surprise. Yeah, I like that. And I, I totally agree with the take about this. This opens up more opportunities where, mm-hmm. I mean, th- there was no question that you're going to have Greg at least attempt the 61 yard field goal. Mm-hmm. You know, you weren't going to take a Hail Mary. If you were down, I'd be curious what the decision would have yeah. been. Um, I think you still take the field goal. It's analytically, it's going to have a higher chance than completing some yeah. miraculous throw. But it was odd. I felt really confident about so that. Did I. Hayes I don't and I know were why. saying it. 
I, they just give you a reason to believe. So, yeah. I mean, they might, you know, destroy our hearts come the playoffs where <laughs> we're down and we just believe until the final second we're going to win. Yeah. And then when we see we lose, it's going to be, I might Heart just kill myself, but <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, no, I, I agree. This team makes you believe, which is probably painful, but uh, let's enjoy the ride. We got to mm-hmm. just enjoy it for what it is. It's a bizarre, bizarre team, but makes sense. And in the fourth quarter, they continue to be the best <laughs> team in the league. 17 points 17 they dropped fourth in the fourth quarter. Points. I think that brings their point differential to plus 72 in the fourth <laughs> quarter. So so just to rephrase, that's not that's not that they've scored 72 no, points. No, it's that it's they've the fact scored that... 72 more points than their opponents <laughs> in the fourth quarter. And I saw something, and it was like most fourth quarter points by a Vikings team, and this team was already like third or something, but now we should have like the most fourth quarter points in a season by the Vikings. Yeah. Okay. Because I think they were down like five. So you're saying just, Viking franchise yeah. history is the, the most points? Mm-hmm. Okay. In a fourth quarter. Nice. Yeah, the fourth quarter Pharaoh, Kirk Cousins, <laughs> continue to show. I think that's eight game-winning drives this season for him. It is. Two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Um, it's not a comeback it was, win, so unfortunately he does not get he does not surpass Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, but it's a fourth but it's not a quarter. Comeback. Oh, wait, the were, we, were we down so going, into, 10 going into the fourth? So it might be wow. considered a comeback. I'm not sure it's how that fourth works. fourth quarter comeback. Yeah, I think that's how they break it down. I think it's if, if your team's trailing mm-hmm. entering the fourth, it's and and your team ends up winning, it's a fourth quarter comeback. Yeah. So we'll have to we'll have to check ESPN and all that later on. But the momentum shifted a bunch when the pick was overturned. Yes. The Kirk Cousins interception, where I was like, they got it right. They got it. They got it right. But I was there was no doubt in my mind. Like when they went to commercial break, I was like, oh. Yeah. This yeah, this might be the game where oh, you're it, finally it did not even look that it was that it hit the ground no. or anything. On first look it went to commercial, I'm like, Yeah, it's it's a pick and then they're reviewing it and then they give you that one, one angle, angle where it shows the mm-hmm. ball on the ground and you're like, Oh my gosh. And it flipped from there, but of course the defense then <laughs> folds. But what happened on that that defensive drive? Like what were some big? Was it just like no he was just tie pick, it? Yeah, was he just picking us apart? Daniel well, pull Jones? up the pull up the play by play, and it'll help me remember. Okay. Um, that's what I always go to. But while you pull that up, let's talk um, clutch performer of the game. I'm Easy gonna. One. Are you gonna go with Greg? Yeah, you have to. Yeah. You I've, can't. You can't not. And I don't really know who else would it be. I guess you could say Hawkinson because he had a spectacular catch. Um, but I was thinking earlier, or like after. I was like, dang, Kirk's numbers look good. But if you didn't watch those games and you just saw those numbers, you would be like, dang, that's an amazing game. But he had so many just, like, bad decisions and bad throws, and, like, Hawkinson helped him on a catch. Um, and most of the time when he was throwing, it was like guys were wide open. So it just felt like one of those 2020 Kirk games where his numbers look amazing, but we still lose. But, I mean, we did win this game. Yeah. I would say Justin Jefferson, MVP, uh, greatest receiver of <laughs> all time. We're focusing on, on clutch performer. Um, go to ESPN. Yeah, it's pretty easy to find. Yeah, go to ESPN, and then we'll no, go back to play-by-play. Play play play. Play. Yeah. I usually go pro football reference, but they don't have it. And then just pull up that drive, and if anything spikes something. Um, but, yeah, it's just, it, was, it was a bad defensive drive. There was the Seven huge... plays, 75 yards in less than a minute. It was the the thirty Slayton. plus, yeah. Which I, I don't know who Slayton you had on third and two him. for thirty two yards. Bynum, says. Bynum had the missed tackle against missed tackle. Uh, Barkley. That's incomplete the pass, incomplete pass, and it's third and ten, and then yeah, 
Yeah, we had him in third and ten, and then we had him basically sacked, sacked and then he and scrambled for eight yards. For I eight think yards. actually the touchdown was also fourth down. Fourth yeah, it was. Fourth and two, a twenty-seven yard touchdown. Yeah, they ran out on fourth and two and picked up a touchdown. Yeah, and that was I mean Bynum missing the tackle at the and end. Then you so. go, and then we go eight plays, thirty-three yards, but take two and two two minutes. And, and barely get a kickoff. Jefferson, of course. Jefferson again. Jefferson had all thirty-three yards on that last drive. Good. Hey, and, but and also then let's give credit to O'Connell and the Vikings offense because I feel like at the beginning of the season we were saying, like, find your best player when your best player is needed. Mm-hmm. He did exactly that on that drive. Yep. I mean, like you said, all 33 yards were to Jefferson. It was third and 10, and, like, Kirk just immediately hiked it, threw it to Jefferson, and let Jefferson do the rest. Yep. And that was a play that wasn't working today. Like, they the tried screen. that wide receiver yeah. screen that he caught for, like, a yard or no yards, and then they did it again on third and ten with the game on the line, and he picked up whatever that whatever that last seventeen, I think. yeah, seventeen yard screen that puts play you in field goal position, yeah, to Gre- to have I Greg mean, the leg nail a sixty one yard field goal, yeah, longest field goal in Vikings history. You'd think teams by now know that if it's like third and nine and you need a big play, that the Vikings would go to Justin Jefferson because I swear it's every week on like a game winning drive, they're the last play that sets up the big one is Jefferson. But, I mean, I would say, I bet teams probably do know that, and Jefferson's just that good. Yeah. You know? Like, I don't think I don't think any team is thinking, like, oh, they're probably not going to go to Jefferson here on third and long. Here like, comes I bet the they, KJ Osborne. Yeah, I bet they are thinking that. And Jefferson's just making insane plays. So, um, yeah, I'd agree. Hayes, I feel like you'd probably also agree. Greg the Leg is clutch performer yeah. of the game. I don't think you can you can beat uh, a sixty-one yard game-winning Viking franchise record that you could even barely see going in. Yeah, oh <laughs> my goodness, I could not like, even focus Louise. where the ball was, but just it just looked good. The and it was good from like sixty-five. Mm-hmm. Like it had length, it had distance. Um, MVP player of the game. Easy. Are you going to go with Justin Jefferson? No. Oh. Even though he should. Uh, I'll give it to Hawkinson this week. That catch in the end zone was pretty nuts. Um, I mean, he just had a great game. Two touchdowns. 13 catches. 13 catches. Over 100 yards. So we, I believe, we had um, through last week, or I'm sorry, up until last week, the mo- like we only had a, uh, I'm trying to see how to phrase this here. We had only Justin Jefferson get over 100 yards for 13 weeks. And now back-to-back weeks, we've had Justin Jefferson and K.J. Osborne, Justin Jefferson and T.J. Hawkinson get over 100 yards. Yeah. So they're finally like finding other weapons to make big plays mm-hmm. and, and, and to be uh, yeah, good. Yeah, I think because Osborne had such a good game last week, that took some eyes off Hawkinson, freed him up. And that's going to be big come playoff time if all three of those guys can be people that defenses are focusing on and if Thielen and can if figure Thielen it out can figure it out you have Thielen starts four, getting maybe two catches a game not one you have three really good red zone weapons and you have four really good open field weapons so and cook can receive if need be so cook stinks no he doesn't he had 14 carries for 64 yards that's okay, 4.6 yards per, per, per which carry is what he's done his entire career and what he's done this entire Listen, season i don't love cook but his carries are down a lot. Yeah. His carries are down a lot. So I, 
He's always going to rush for 1,000 yards because it's a 17-game season. It's not that hard to rush for 1,000 yards. It's like if you stay healthy. 58 yards oh, a game. Oh, that's the little fun fact I was going to give. Uh, Cook now has played in the 15th game this season, which is a career high for him. He has not played more than 14 games and in he, a season. What is he? What is yardage? Does he have a little over like 1,100 receiving yards, I think? Something rushing like yards? Rushing yards. Well, he doesn't have receiving yards. Well, he has some. He doesn't have 1,100. No, definitely not. Thank you for that. I believe not he, on the Nordic journey. I believe he had 10, 1040 coming in, and now he's 1,100 over, or over 1,100. Justin, or, uh, Dalvin Cook climbs the leaderboard, passes Charles Foreman, third in Vikings franchise history now. I'm going to say let's not focus on the Chuck Foreman passing. <laughs> let's focus on Justin Jefferson uh, breaking the Minnesota Vikings all-franchise uh, record for receiving yards in a single season and for receptions in a single season. Uh, how many did he have? He, he did had 12. He, he tied it? I believe he tied well, no, it. No, yeah, that's right. I said 12. I said 12 was the magic number because yeah. he had 111 coming in. Well, Chris Carter congratulated him on Twitter. Uh, that's so. what I was thinking, okay. too. So. He's now, yeah, he has 123 receptions for, oh my gosh, I can't even count. I think it's 1790, seven, something uh, like that. No, I think it's 1756. Do the math, Hayes. Let's see. And then see how far. 1756, eight touchdowns. I got that exactly right. He's averaging 14.3 yards per reception. So, uh, so, you, so he's at 1756. So he needs 207, 208 to pass? Yes. I want him to get game. it next week. Like I just want them to oh. feed the crap out of him. <gasps> if he could do it at Lambeau and put up two ten, well, it, it's... end it <clears throat> in sixteen games too. Do it in sixteen <laughs> games too. I hate the stupid Lions fans saying it doesn't count. It counts, Who, dude. The Lions. Who cares about the Lions? You just got Lions just got their butt destroyed by the, the Carolina Panthers. Panthers. And the Panthers, Panthers can still win the NFC South, baby. Six and nine. Six and nine. And Panthers. the Jaguars can win the AFC South. If a team wins that division at six and eleven, I'm going to vomit. <laughs> They have more than six wins. No, the Panthers are six and nine. Imagine oh that. It's, it's, imagine it's that. Carolina six and nine. Well, I'm guessing probably one of those well, they teams play, play each, other. each other in the they final play, two weeks. They play Tampa next week. Okay. Oh. So and then they play New Orleans the week after. Uh, so no matter it. what, the division winner will at, at the least have absolute seven, seven worst be seven and nine. Seven and or ten. seven and ten. That could be the worst. Ten losses and you win your division. That's ten, worse than ten, two ten years losses ago. and you get a home game in the playoffs. <laughs> ten losses and there's a chance you host the NFC Championship game. <laughs> no. Yes. Yeah, the, a chance. Oh. You could. You could be I mean, the could, likelihood. <laughs> very little. It could be the uh, nine eight I could one see Washington Commanders like, visiting the seven and ten uh, New Orleans Saints. Most <laughs> likely scenario though is that they played the Cowboys, the Bucks. I yeah. feel like it would be Bucks Cowboys. Oh I yeah, feel like that's the Bucks could low key win that oh, game. 100 percent. Uh, I they have beaten by like two scores at the beginning of the year. Yeah, that's crazy. And it's playoff Tom Brady. <laughs> so JJ set two Viking franchise records. Two Viking franchise records. He's... So single season in receptions and receiving yards. I did. I guess I, I should have known about the about the catches. I knew it going in. I just didn't know he got twelve. That's it's, wild. I'd love for him to pass next week. And Zadarius Smith and Daniel Hunter both have 10 sacks, which hasn't happened since what year? 2009, Ooh. maybe? For, like, Vikings? Yeah. I'll say 2009. I'm going to say early, or uh, not that far. I'm going to say 2012. Incorrect. What 2004. Year? Oh, what? It was Kevin Williams and someone else. I don't remember. Really Interesting. So, like, B-Rob and Jared Allen never had two, or Ray Edwards and Jared Allen, or never had ten, like, double digits? Who's Ray Edwards? 
He's a good Viking. Good Viking defensive end. Never heard of him. But, yeah. He's good. That's, I mean, I know Zadarius Smith had nine and a half about eight weeks ago. <laughs> but, still, that's kind of impressive. Especially when you think about how terrible this defense is. Zadarius was getting pressure, though. And I liked how they were lining him up almost as a linebacker. And he was sort of, like, faking if he was going to blitz or drop back into coverage. And he could do a quick spin move on that center. So, pressure was there in that first half. First half, for sure. More than I've seen all year. Then he got scared, or I don't know what yeah, the heck he kind of disappeared. Donna Show. Donna Show sucks. Um, did we did we say all MVP? No, you said yours. Yeah, you guys never. Seen you yours. said Hawkinson. We kind of got on a tangent. I'd have to just say Hawkinson too. Hawkinson, or I don't know. I think you have to throw Kirk in there as well. He yeah. has eight game winning drives this year. He's leading a team who's twelve and three. He threw for three hundred yards, three touchdowns, no picks. Yeah, he didn't have he a, a, a perfect times. game, but he, I mean, and he, he's also he is taking hits mm. four sacks again. Yeah, that's insane, bro. But like then again, he does hold onto the ball for about seven seconds. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not saying like it's it's not his fault for getting these hits, but if you're gonna hold onto the ball that long and take those hits and get back up, get back up, I gotta respect that. Like he is he is I, a gritty man. I think he's been hit low like. 80, 80 plus times this season. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, he has hit. He's been sacked probably forty five now. Forty five times. Mm. That's just... him and Daniel Jones had like the same amount coming in. And he's hit. He's getting hit low, and he's getting hit. Where they just drive him down, and he's and he pops back up every single. He's a he's one of the toughest guys in the league. And I would a hundred people agree. always well, say he's this just... kind of nerdy. You know, suburban dad, he is a ripped beast. Look up uh, Kirk's <laughs> now season stats, because he might have just passed 4,000 yards. Yeah. Uh, I think he's got... He has well, uh, 4,117 just... yards, 27 touchdowns, and 11 interceptions. Oh, heard this on the radio. Uh, Kirk Cousins joins one of uh, four other quarterbacks for the... I believe now it's eight straight seasons that Kirk has thrown 25 or more touchdown passes. Who are the four other quarterbacks that he joined? So he's one of five total that has had at least eight or more years where he's thrown 25 or more touchdowns. Tom Brady. Correct. Peyton Manning. Correct. Drew, no, not consecutive Drew Brees. Years? Drew Brees. Drew Brees. Okay. Yeah, it's consecutive years of eight or, uh, uh, yeah, eight or more consecutive years of 25 or more passing touchdowns. You named Kirk is is number five, Manning, Rogers. Nope, not Rogers. Oh, sorry, Manning, uh, Brady, Breeze, and Brady. Breeze. And there's one more who you would not expect. Wouldn't expect. <clears throat> he has a lot of like. Nope, but he is in that little draft class Rivers? window. Philip Rivers. Interesting. Okay, I was gonna go. I was with... thinking Rivers or Romo, yeah. but I guess Romo wasn't really. Rogers had, he was in a <clears throat> Rogers had the year that he was hurt. Yeah, but it, it's yeah. So it, it's longevity. It's uh, health. Um, it's also being good. I mean, 25-plus touchdowns is... That's impressive. That's solid. It's 250 career touchdowns. That's I, don't have, I don't have my computer here, but he's now top top 30 for sure in NFL passing yards and passing touchdowns. Well, his last three games, he's completing about... Top 30? 69. Top 30. He's, Kirk's completing about 69% of his passes. He has, let's see, roughly 300, 711... About 1,200 yards, nine touchdowns, two interceptions, and about like a 110 rating in his last three games. Yeah. He's played really, really good. Two game-winning drives. 
Um, not the best defenses he's going up against, but the offense, Giants, Giants are Giants. This is, is not a, a bad Super defense, Bowl though. offense. Could be. I think it's a Super Bowl offense. I think it can compete with any of the other offenses in the NFL. But I, but the defense is the only thing right now that's worried me. But I have a lot more confidence than I did a couple weeks ago. All right, I like that. I do. I like. I, I la- a couple weeks ago, I didn't trust this team to be a Super Bowl contender. I think they could go on the road and beat Philadelphia. Was it uh, the insane comeback win? It that was kind the of insane comeback win. But I also think uh, the defense worries me. But I think this offense is so good where it could win a shootout against the Eagles or it could win a shootout against the uh, Cowboys if yeah. Kirk can not turn over the ball. Well, it shows that obviously both of those teams that have both of those teams are have good defenses, the Cowboys and Philadelphia. Yeah. But like you said, what was it was forty they were both exposed today. Forty, 40 to, to thirty four. Yeah. Like that's I mean also again the Giants we give twenty four against them, but we're a terrible defensive team. The Eagles gave up twenty two against them. Yeah. So like and the Eagles are, are supposedly have what the best they defenses? do statistically have a substantially better defense. But I agree with your point. The thing with the Eagles right now is they're turning the ball over at an insane rate. Four turnovers this week. I think they had three last the week. The Eagles had four? Yeah, four turnovers oh. today. So, And they started the year as one of, as as one of the, the best. best. Yeah. The best. I'm sure they margin. still are, but... Yeah. but you, and I know it was Jalen Hurts wasn't playing today, but he threw two picks against the Bears defense last week. You can expose that team. I, I don't think there's a... The Niners worry me. But I think come playoff time, come the big moment, I don't think Mr. Irrelevant's going to keep playing the way he's playing. He wasn't very good today. Yeah. So, well, again, sort of what I've said for many, many, many weeks, and I, I still believe it. I think we could beat, truly beat, any single team in the NFL, and we could probably lose to yeah. any team in the NFL. Yeah. Um, but I think the thing that, that helps us so much is that – that the team believes in themselves. They believe in KOC. They probably even believe in Donatel for whatever reason. Uh, I mean, there's a reason he's been in the NFL for 20 plus years. Yeah. Like clearly, he at least is like a player, a player's coach. He must be. Um, <laughs> it's got to be something. <laughs> he's a coach. But yeah, I'd agree. Kirk could be MVP. Um, Greg the Leg could be MVP as well. I mean, he's perfect. Duke Shelley, Duke Island. Duke Shelley had another great game. I'll be curious when we do our I predictions. Was, it a was good a good game. I, I think he had a good game, but he was getting exposed more than he's been no, so far this season. I don't he, think you so. You can't tell your corner to play 10 yards off, and then when you give up a five-yard pass, be mad at him. I'll be curious what his PFF score is. He was the best is. out of the corners, for sure. Oh, easily. Oh, easy peasy. But also remember, our defense sucks. So, like... The best out of this terrible defense is going to look amazing. So, yeah. um, and I mean, you have no expectations for when Dick yep. Shelley was like starting, and fifth, now you kind of fourth do. or fifth round overall pick, or not overall fourth or fifth round uh, pick by the Bears. Um, I don't think any of us. Andrew was actually close on his gamble. <laughs> Sorta. I mean, what was it? it the game had the potential well, of it happening. I, I guess the Vikings would be in a one-score game in the fourth <laughs> quarter. Sure, oh, I guess Duke Shelley pick. Uh, it was a pick six. So, I mean, six. a lot had to happen. But, yes, I guess that is true. You did. That's not that bold of a guess. <laughs> Predicting the Vikings to be in a one-score game happens 90% of the time. Um, but, yeah, hey, it's good. I feel good. It, it is weird that they give us this much just – 
confidence, kind of. Like, they shouldn't, because, again, defensively, they're terrible. A rookie head coach should not be like, oh, I trust everything he does. And, like, there's decisions he makes that we still don't totally agree with. But uh, a they, lot they're going to fight. They're going to yeah. fight. They're going to grind. And, hey, if we are bad through three quarters, but we are that good in the fourth, sure, I'll take it. Oh, 100%. <laughs> well, so I mean, like, it's just, like, the third quarter is literally the worst quarter in all of, like, like, I swear we have to have the worst point differential in that quarter. Yeah. We we did at least a few weeks ago. Like, and I don't I mean, even know how many times we've scored in the third quarter. We scored, what, 14 last week in the third quarter? Yeah, but, I mean, you we'll have to. You've scored 39 points in the fourth quarter the last two weeks. <laughs> 39 to 11. Well, I was like, my score prediction will be way off going into the fourth quarter. And then, I mean, it was only like a score off. Yeah, yeah I was close. I predicted 24-20. They won okay. 27-24. So. What do you get for points if you guess exactly right? So if you get one of the two scores exactly right, I believe it's... 10, no, I mean... 20. If you get it exactly right... I mean like, yards. Receiving yards. Oh, receiving yards is 10. Even if you said touchdown too? Well, then it's another two because you got the touchdown right. I feel like I should get a little bit more. Well, this guy was spot on with Thielen. Thielen yeah. That's um, different. How is no, that different? Not. Well, it's Hayes. Okay. I predicted the sack lead. Daniel you did. Two. I with the number Daniel two? That's going to be a lot then. Okay, good. No, that what should not be a no? lot. If you get the, the number and the player, no one's got it yet. We've, we've gotten the player, but no one's gotten the player and the number. I can look back at the stats, but I don't think so. I'm pretty sure Kendrick's led in tackles. Duke, I him and no him and hicks both had 10 hicks sucks i, I don't want to see hicks ever again <laughs> i wrote down in my notes i said uh i do not want to see hicks in 2023 he is no. so slow yeah he's slow. he's not even a good run blocker at least kendrick's might be slow and terrible and he provide hard Dude, he's literally just a cheaper anthony Barr. like <laughs> you think he's good but he's healthy. not good who stays healthy he's not upside. good yeah he's really not metellus block punt your yeah, boy that was, that was I don't know. Asamoah is your boy, but they Asamoah. look the same, so you love them. Mm, I wouldn't say they look the same. Asamoah had <laughs> dreads. One of the play- <laughs> plays of the game, I'd say. Both have dreads. Asamoah and Metellus. Metellus blocked a punt. That led to what? A field goal, a touchdown, something. The, the, oh, I guess the fumble was the field goal. I think the. Yeah, I think it was a touchdown. I think it was a JJ touchdown. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was the one where I'm like, game's over. <laughs> I think I downplayed it, <laughs> yeah, because I was like. Go for two. No, it's huge. So it was a short field yeah. uh, and that resulted in the touchdown. So, yeah. um, All right. It's Christmas Eve, so we should close out here. But this was good. Thank yes. you for doing this. This yeah. was nice. This our was Vikings good. are 12 and 3. We, con- we control our own destiny for being the two seed. Potentially could even still get the one seed. I mean, the likelihood Imagine. is very, very small. I'd be really small. interested. Say we win this week, say Philly rests. Hurts next week and lose. Like, what do they do week eighteen? Yeah. I mean, I feel like unless Hurts is super super hurt, you start Jalen Hurts. Yeah, because technically they're division. Because if also Dallas wins they're next week and Philly loses, yeah, they just clinch a playoff spot. Philadelphia could again statistically and mathematically, it's That's very so unlikely weird that they could be the one. They could go from the one to the five, to the five in three weeks. Here, there, a lot would have to. Yes, pull it, throw it, pull it up real well, quick. Well, not a whole lot. They'd have to lose two. Dallas would have to win two. They've lost two games all year. There's something that shows what's the chance you are the one seed. So let's just pull it up real quick. All right, let's make guesses. I'm going to say the chance the Vikings are the one seed I'm gonna is... I'm going to say 2%. I'm going to say 5%. 2%. 
Two percent chance. Uh, Eagles have a ninety-five percent chance for a first-round buy. Does anyone else have one? No, no one uh, else could have one. 49ers have a one percent chance, and the Cowboys have a zero point eight percent chance. Because if Philly loses out, we lose out, and the Niners win out, they would then move to the one because they'd be thirteen and four. Eagles have the best chance to win. And the they Super must hold. Uh, San Fran must hold the tiebreaker against Philly. Somehow, Philly or San Fran has a conference. good conference record. I know that's what I looked up too because I'm so like, should. But I guess two. Well, of their no, I, I don't think San Fran can steal it from Philadelphia. It'd be if the weird scenario where Dallas wins, wins the division and San Fran wins out. And oh, like that, they could steal it from San Fran, or they could steal it from Dallas. So then Dallas would be the two. So Dallas would or be the three, even the three or something like. Well, that. I guess no. They, so there's if a Dallas, situation if Dallas wins out and we lose a few. They could. I mean, they hold our tiebreaker, so we could. I mean, drop to the three. three. It is. It is fun to play around with it. You got San Fran as the one, Dallas as the two, us as the three, Eagles as the five. A lot could. Sw- <laughs> we could clinch the two next week. With a win. And San Fran. No, you got to win loss. out if San Fran keeps. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. Win. You're right. Us winning and San Fran losing to Raiders, who are fighting for a playoff. Yeah, I know. Oh, okay. Fighting for a playoff spot. I thought I was being. Sorry. No worries, man. It's okay. Dad was mentioning how much you mess up during the podcast, but yeah, yeah I do mess up a lot. But I also talk most, so it kind of happens. <laughs> has to happen. So, um, this is Meet at the Quarterback, a Minnesota Vikings podcast. My name is Harrison. I'm Hayes. I'm Andrew. Skull bikes. Skull. Merry Skull. Christmas. Merry Christmas. Oh. oh. <laughs>